Okay, so there's this one thing that's been bothering me for weeks, and I've just gotta ask. Your parents are an angel and a demon. Um, yes. And that's a thing? Well, there are various interpretations across belief systems and cultures, but none that I've been able to find that have been exactly right. Technically, since demons are really just fallen angels, it is more of a case of their offspring simply being a different kind of angel, but even then I don't... Um... Got it, no point in hearing you ramble about it anymore. But, but still, one more thing I've gotta know. If your parents are supernatural beings or whatever, when they had you, how did that work? I'm not sure that I understand the question. You know, did they do it, or...? What? No! They did not, to use your vernacular, do it. It would be physically impossible. Angels and demons do not possess any specific sex. Although they can appear to others a particular sex and or gender, I'm assuming that's why a good deal of angels in literature tend to be male. If you want a man to listen to you, why not look like the ones who have a record of taking positions of power? Uh, anyhow, I suppose that is a very protracted way of saying that there was no doing it, since there were no means by which to do it. Oh, I get it. Good. You have two dads. What? It's cool. I won't judge you because you're embarrassed of your gay dads. I guess that's just the angel in you, huh? But that's not... Um, I'm assuming that you're acquainting the opinions of angels with those of many Christian religious institutions. Just, um... Just know that I do not have two fathers, but even if I did, I wouldn't object to their feelings for one another. Angels, and demons for that matter, do not have any negative convictions on the subject, and neither do I. Um, alright, I don't believe that I can put it any more plainly than this. It was simply two beings engaged in a relationship that transcended anything physical, to the point where their general, um, essences, I suppose you could call them, interacted in a way that produced offspring. The point being, you see, that the relationship and subsequent conception was of an entirely emotional, transcendental nature. Absolutely no carnal interactions of any kind. Oh, okay. Emotional. Now it makes sense. You have two moms. <laughs> Okay, ask me something. Hmm? You won, so you get the first ask. Unless I've been playing wrong all these years and scissors actually cuts rock. Okay, smart guy. Just let me think for a second. You seem pretty good with a sword, and if your little scuffle with algae is anything to go by, you can sure as hell throw a punch. I appreciate the compliments, but those aren't questions- I'm getting to it. What I want to know is, what's your problem with guns? <laughs> that is a long-ass story. We've obviously got time. Spell. <sighs> Alright. Time to go into the incredibly enclosed, definitely dark vent. That's the spirit! Time to spring into action! Or, maybe more accurately, vent into action! Huh? Huh? <sighs> <laughs> wow! You are so small! Pretty awesome to finally see your skills in action! Just put me in Super the impressive! Huh? Oh, sorry dude, let me just get you up within earshot here. What was that now? Please, just put me in the vent. You got it, buddy! And don't worry, I'll be right here to talk to you until you make it out. That's... good? Heck yeah it is!
I guess I'd better start by saying, Liza would probably be happy to know she's not the only one who got ditched on a doorstep as a kid. <laughs> You're kidding. Well, uh, was that supposed to be a question? Because I'm far from done here. No, no, sorry. You just always seemed so, I don't know, not like an orphan. Yeah, well, <laughs> funny thing is, being dumped by your family doesn't have a singular effect on people. Anyway, to spare you all the sappy details, I guess I was the worst of what people with zero foster care experience think of when they hear Buster Kid. <laughs> you know, a kid that always runs away from every home they get put in. I tried to stick around, do the family thing, but it always felt wrong to me for one reason or another. Eventually, I bailed on the system altogether, which, let me tell you, even back then was not as easy as it looked. <laughs> but uh, you're... Probably wondering how this relates to the whole gun thing, right? Is that your first question for me? Uh, no, no, um, I'll just finish up. Eventually, I wandered into some town in the middle of nowhere. One day, I'm hiding outside a grocery store there. They used to donate some canned stuff to the local shelter, so I sneak past, grab a quick something, and book it. Wow, the law-abiding suit stealing from the needy. Hey, what do you think I was? Hey, don't answer that, still going. The way I saw it, it would have made it my way one way or the other. The point is, I got caught. But not by anybody from the store. Not the cops either. He actually worked for a thief. Kind of like I was, but professional. And interested in more than a can of chicken soup. He told me he was impressed and wouldn't rat me out if I came with him to meet his boss. And you followed a shady stranger because... Okay, since you're so set on asking me questions, how about you let me ask you one before I add on? Okay, fine. Shoot. Hmm. What's your problem with guys like me? Uh, suits, I mean. Easy. I had a serious problem. Those suits left me out to dry. End of story. What, that's it? <laughs> I give you a goddamn novel and you give me a couple of sentences? Jeez. I thought women were supposed to be the talkative ones. <laughs> That's funny, because I thought the same thing about lawyers. Touché. Guess I'm gonna have to come up with a better question. Once you answer mine, why'd you follow that sketchy guy? I was nine. I thought if things got rough, I could take them. Okay. Ghost traps, check. Shovels, check. Baseball bat in case things get rough, big check. <sighs> Let's do this thing. What? No, not now, stupid van. Ugh. Yes? Phew, okay. What was I saying? Oh, yeah, right. Let's do this thing. Hello? Liza, hello. I just spoke again with Sheriff Rhodes. Apparently, another two sinkholes have appeared downtown, and from the sound of things, they're only going to become more frequent. You and Jack need to get down there as soon as possible. On it. I hope Jack is doing better than me. <laughs> 46 <laughs> bottles of beer on the wall! 46 bottles of beer! You take one down, pass it around. Hey, how you doing in there, Jack? Not great. What do you mean, not great? You've already been in there six minutes! And like I said before, if you feel like the place is too small for you, just shrink some more until everything feels roomy again. That won't change the fact that I'm in a dark, drafty, fully enclosed metal hell. 
Hmm. Maybe I haven't been helping take your mind off things well enough. Guess I'll just have to sing louder! 55th verse, same as the first! 45 bottles of beer on the wall! 45 bottles of beer! You take one down, pass it around! No! <sighs> I think I might do better without the singing. Oh, not distracting enough for you? Got it. Uh. Oh, hey, if I kept up with the whole getting to know you sharing thing we were doing before, you think that'd help? I don't know. But I guess if it's that or your original plan, it's worth a try. Woohoo! Hmm, talking about me. Me, 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 me. Okay, here goes. So if you're half demon, does that mean you can just snap your fingers and boom! Half the world goes up in hellfire? No. Okay, but you can, like, fly or something, right? No. How about smiting? Can you smite stuff? No. Um, perhaps we should- Wait, 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 wait. I'm just getting started here. So, what happened next? Uh-uh, not so fast. I get a question first. You said end of story when you answered my last question. So, tell me the story. Not a question. <sighs> okay, what is the story? Well, for starters, I bet it'll top your whole runaway foster kid bit. <laughs> that I'd like to hear. No problem. I grew up in a cult. Like a religion is everything, but not in a good way. Women have no rights. Strict rules and relationships, careers, and family life cult. Uh, oh. Uh, shit. Yeah, I'd say that's an accurate summary of my childhood. And since my parents and I didn't fit the aesthetic standards of the community, we had to work hard to get respect. Not high up on the totem pole or anything, but still respected. Aesthetic standards? I won't count that as a question, given the obvious answer. The place was run by old, egotistical, God-fearing white guys. I don't think their spectrum of acceptable complexions was what you'd call broad. Anyway, my dad ran a pretty successful farm, and my mom was a seamstress, so I guess we pulled our weight. My mom didn't have much luck having kids, so my parents put all their time and energy into getting me ready to move the family up in the world. How, you may ask? Why, by being arranged to marry one of the church elders' sons at the age of seven. Not like we got married at seven, although I wouldn't have put it past them. My mom made sure I knew how to do all that super fun and fulfilling domestic work so that I'd be ready by the time a community-sanctioned marriage rolled around. Meanwhile, the boys I knew got to learn how to stab and shoot, while I wasn't even allowed to watch. Mm, yeah. <clears throat> well, I'd like to see one of those guys try to take you now. Bet they'd crap their pants. <laughs> yeah. I guess my dad never thought to check his little girl's room for his missing knives. Or stop to wonder how his gun was always empty every morning. I had to get up pretty early not to get caught, but I guess it was worth it. <laughs> guess so. I might have gone on in secret like that for the rest of my life. But then, when I was 17, I did something massively stupid that put a wrench in everything. It, what? Let me ask you a question first. <sighs> Fine. That creep you followed back to what I can only assume was some scary abandoned warehouse full of criminals and illegal contraband. What was his name? Val. 
And he wasn't a creep. He was a good guy. I find that hard to believe. Trust me. Now, what was that stupid thing you did as a teen in a big, scary cult? <laughs> Forget the prey? Call out some morally superior idiot in public? <laughs> Make out with the preacher's son? Yes. <laughs> yes, what? The thing about the preacher's son, that happened. And it was more than making out. Oh, um, you mean you... Huh, I... I was not expecting that. <laughs> not expecting what? Oh, wait. I'm not done answering that first question, and I don't want to mess with this thing we've got going... Screw the thing! If we want to ask each other questions, we should be able to. Forget about whatever hang-ups we might have. Just ask me. Okay. Not expecting what? Not expecting you to get caught up with some guy, even if you were a kid. Why not? I, I guess you just seem tougher than that. Being tough didn't have anything to do with it. The guy caught me shooting one day. I thought he was going to rat me out, but then he told me that he thought it made me more interesting than the other girls. He was nice to me. And he showed a level of interest in me that I'd never gotten from anybody before. Not even my parents. We started sneaking around behind everyone's backs, and one thing led to another until... You got pregnant. Yeah. Before I was married. With a guy who wasn't my intended husband. Jeez. You gonna tell me they made you wear a scarlet letter or something? No, but there was a shroud, and it was not comfortable. And everyone basically took every chance they could to judge me, tell me how evil I was. My engagement went down in flames, my parents basically disowned me. <sighs> but I'd do it all a million times over if it meant I still got Rachel out of it. She's really something special. I bet she is. <clears throat> and where was dear old dad for all of this? Hiding somewhere, denying responsibility, pretending I didn't exist. I mean, the preacher's son couldn't dare be caught with a girl like me, could he? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Sounds like a stand-up guy. Well, who cares about him, anyway? Rachel and I are better off without him. I got both of us out of that place before they had the opportunity to ditch us themselves. But uh, a 17-year-old single mom with no family or friends for support and a few skills beyond sewing and shooting doesn't have many opportunities. So the first thing I tried to do once we were free was get some help. Not just with starting a life, but also with shutting that hellhole down so other girls could have a future too. And that's when you went to the suits. Lawyers, cops, PIs, politicians, anybody I could find who might have been able to use that place's messed up practices against them, and believe me, there were plenty of reasons to take them down. But the supposed professionals all told me that they'd come up short. There was nothing suspicious to report. I don't know if they were bought out, blackmailed, or what, but I really didn't care. I still don't. That was when I learned to trust myself before anybody else, especially guys in suits. Guess that answers all your questions, unless you have any more. No, I think I'm good. Are you? <sighs> yeah. I think I am. God, look at us. We've got you growing up as some kind of warped version of Oliver Twist and me busting out of a cult. 
not to mention Liza's history selling her stuff for foster home money and the doc's psycho streak. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Is there anyone on this team who doesn't have some kind of demented emotional baggage? And that's the story of my totally stable and pleasant childhood. <laughs> How am I doing, Jack? Good. Great. Just keep talking. Really? Wow! Nobody ever lets me talk for this long. Can't imagine why. Now, talk about something else. Okay, let me think. Um, can I ask you a question? Sure. Fine. Whatever. Why do you and your brother fight all the time? We don't fight all the time. Could've fooled me. And Liza, and Carlton, and everybody else. Okay, I get it. Uh, to be honest, I fight with Algy mostly to keep him out of trouble. What kind of trouble? Whatever kind you can think of. It's been the same since we were kids. It's like he goes looking for it. Like, for example, I'm sure he's already put Dr. Quaid through the ringer by now. Oh, I don't think so. Do you know anybody who's in heaven or hell right now? No. Can you tell who's going to heaven or hell, like, by looking at them? No. Have you ever been to heaven or hell? I don't exactly engage in family matters. So, is that a... No. You don't know Algy. Along with doing things faster than normal, he also has a hard time knowing when to stop. Which is usually where I come in, so... Hopefully someone can knock some sense into him before he does any actual damage. And on the occasions when he actually does damage, I have to handle the fallout because he either runs away or denies that he did anything wrong. Wow. He kind of sounds like a jerk. Uh, yes and no. Sure, he makes a lot of mistakes, and I mean a lot of mistakes, but he still manages to do the right thing sometimes, eventually. He means well, I can tell, guess it's a twin thing. Either way, I still need to put my life on hold to fix his. Why do you need to fix it? We come from a rich and well-known family. There's only so many mistakes you can make before you stop being interesting and start becoming a joke. And our family has a bad sense of humor. That stinks. Not really. I have a good job. A two-story apartment in Manhattan and the ability to get into almost any part of the East Coast. Except Miami. The only downside is that nobody really knows me as anything other than the guy who cleans up after his brother's messes. Now what's wrong with that? I have a little bro, Benji, nine years old, awesome kid, and I love cleaning up after his messes. <laughs> okay, I make way more messes than he does, but whew, the few times he screws up, man, I can't think of anything better than knowing I helped him be better than he was before he shorted out the power grid for an entire boarding school and several surrounding neighborhoods. You know, I can relate to that. Well, except for the last part. There are worse things than looking out for your family, no matter how relentlessly annoying they are. <laughs> you got that right. Hey, Jack, can I ask you another question? Sure. Okay, when you shapeshift, what happens to your clothes? Like, how come when you shrunk before you didn't have totally naked- Whoa, look at that, a way out. Uh, Liza and I will check things out in town until the three hours are up, but hopefully it won't last that long. And, uh, Frank? Yeah, I'm a big bro, bro. Thanks for the help. Sorry that you have to stay back here by yourself, though. Oh, it's not that big a deal. Nobody's gonna be focused on what I'm doing all by my lonesome anyway. They're gonna be too preoccupied listening to what Carlton and Miriam are doing. Um, okay, whatever that means. 
So, Beverly Carlton, kid runaway thief, mind finishing your story? <laughs> no, I do not. <clears throat> Val took me to this old building. It was falling apart, but it was still more livable than some of the places I was crashing in back then. Once I was in, I saw that Val wasn't kidding about how big the whole organization was. There were all kinds of deals going down, over tons of stolen stuff, plus some other deals that I didn't have a clue about. And there were kids like me. Runaways, looking for a place to stay until they could make it out on their own. So when Val's boss offered me a chance to stick around, I took it. We kids spent our time helping with the smaller jobs, swiping stuff from delivery trucks, storage units, cars. Val looked after us, made sure we had a place to sleep, clothes, food, and he made sure we stayed out of trouble. More trouble than we were already in anyway. So Val's boss wanted to make sure the business kept on going, huh? That's why he bothered bringing in kids. Pretty much, yeah. I mean... He needed somebody to work for his kids when they took over. He had kids? Who was this guy? His name was Brian Smith. And his kids, my best friends, were Nathaniel and Delia. Nathaniel and Delia. Like, Nate and Delia? Like, screwy criminals who tried to kill us, Nate and Delia? Yep. You know, I actually found them a lot more threatening when we were kids. Anyway, Smith noticed me on a couple of early jobs and was impressed enough to leave me in charge of the other kids when Val wasn't around, along with Nate and Dee. The three of us learned everything we could to keep things running smoothly, including how to come out on top in a fight. Which explains why you know your way around a weapon. I mean, relatively speaking. Exactly. Plus, it was a good way to get the girls' attention once I was in my teens. <laughs> I'd like to know what girl would ever find the sight of you swinging a sword around like an idiot attractive. <laughs> yeah, uh, the thing is, one did. And, um, you called her a screwy criminal a few seconds ago. No. Yeah. Oh my god, she really was your girlfriend. What? She was smart, gritty, and a little bit scary. I was into that. Oh god. Did you kiss her? I... I don't see how that's really relevant to the story. You did. Did you enjoy it? It was my first kiss. How was I supposed to know what it was supposed to be like? But I guess, as far as kisses go, it was... good? <laughs> just good? Hey, give me a break! We just robbed a taco truck! I wasn't exactly in the right mindset to remember the intimate details of a kiss! How romantic. Yeah, haha, very funny. Wow. That's a deep hole. It's the one Chester fell down earlier today. First one of these sinkholes to show up. Uh... Aren't there supposed to be more of you? I thought Martin was going to center everybody he had down here. Uh... They're coming soon, don't worry. They're just a... a little preoccupied at the moment. Can you grant wishes to guys about to jump off bridges, like in that movie? No. But you can heal people. Yes, 
Including yourself. No. But I mean, you're at least immortal, right? If you've got those parents, and you've already been around for like over a thousand years, you've gotta be immortal. Um, no. Well, that is, I really don't know. How can you not know? Well, it's not like I've been eager to try and find out. You don't get to live for over a millennium by taking stupid risks. No, you get to by sitting around in depressing libraries and labs all day, going through medical school five times when you can already heal people on your own, and generally being the most boring person on Earth. I'm not boring. Eh! What do you mean, eh? All you do is research stuff and worry about everything. Not to mention you have such an epic family background and you can't even do anything cool with it. You know, I'm almost wishing I was talking to the scary demon guy. At least the possibility of him trying to kill me would be exciting. No, it wouldn't. At least not for me. Well, actually it would for me, but not any part of me that I respect. What do you mean? You were inquiring as to whether I had any skills relating to my parentage. While I can't attest to that much when it comes to being my usual state of mind, I can admit to having discovered certain, um, curious capabilities relating to when I'm not as lucid as I'd prefer. Wait, like what? Um, well, enhanced endurance, agility, and strength mostly, and regrettably a greater knowledge of combative practices. That's why when I, he, I had that confrontation with Miss Smith, I... Kicked her ass within an inch of her life? Yes. And I can tell you that while it definitely is exciting, it is also dreadful. Makes sense to me. I don't think I know anybody who'd want to let a demon loose on the world. Definitely don't know any who are actually demons. Yes, well, luckily I don't allow that to happen often. Only when I'm in severe distress or angered, and those are experiences that I've taken care to avoid. So, what? You've never been angry? No, I have been. It's just... I'll put it like this. Have you ever done something impetuous? Um, something that you immediately regretted? Doing something without thinking and then feeling bad about it? Yes. First part, yes. Second part, not so much. Oh. Well, if you can imagine that feeling of remorse, but prolonged for an extensive period of time while simultaneously feeling inexplicably satisfied. That's what submitting to demonic forces feels like. At least for me. Got it. And this time I mean it. But you know, even if that's how you feel, it might not be a bad idea to let that alter ego of yours out every once in a while. It's part of who you are, so you shouldn't spend all your time trying to ignore it. Believe me. I know from experience. You know, when I was a kid, my mom signed me up for tap lessons. Thought that if I had something to keep my restless feet occupied, maybe I wouldn't be running around so much. Gosh. May I assume that it didn't work? Nope. Actually, it made me realize how much fun running around could be. If you did it with a purpose. You should think about dealing with your own stuff that way. Through... dance. No. By trying to put those demon skills of yours to good use. If you think it'll do some good, I say go on. Get angry. Take a risk. Live for once. You do realize that self-control is something that I don't exactly have under those circumstances. I thought that I'd explain that thoroughly enough. Just think about it. All right. Thank you for your candor. Psh, please. 
That little story is nothing. Let me tell you about last New Year's Eve. A night of epic proportions, even by New York standards. I thought Jack was going to have a stroke. Seven parties, three different boroughs, no idea who I'd end up with at the end of the night. Would you mind possibly sharing a milder anecdote? You got it. Why don't I tell you about how that dancing ended up paying off when I needed something to impress a certain lady? Since it looks like you may need some help in that department yourself. Um, what, may I ask, are you implying when you, um, say, uh... Hey, I may not understand everything you're talking about all the time, but the only person who probably doesn't know how much you're into Liza is Liza. Note taken. Um, please, go on, then. Well, if you insist. The time? Spring break. My second year of college. The place? Miami. So, there's a big hole in the ground that we are somehow supposed to investigate. Don't worry, Jack. I've got a bag full of that spelunking stuff Frank keeps in his lab. What? Oh, come on. What's wrong? I thought everything was in this bag from the last time we used it, but um, there aren't any ropes. Great. What are we supposed to do now? Jack, if you can change size, how hard would it be to stretch out just your arm? This really hasn't been my day. Please? You can hold onto that branch over there and lower yourself down. It'll be just like using a rope. No problem. Sure. No problem. What about you? I had one idea, but I don't think you're going to like it. Whatever it is, I doubt it'd make the situation any worse. If you say so. <clears throat> wait, 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 wait. <clears throat> so you holding on to me the whole way down was your idea? I told you I thought you wouldn't like it. No, no. It's okay. Let's go. Huh. <sighs> This is actually working. Maybe things are finally starting to turn around. Heinous Investigations was created, written, and directed by Jessica Castro, featuring the voices of David Manuele, Elena Garcia, Bryce Riffle, Tuan Wen, D.G. Holstein, A.J. Somerville, Naomi Park, Maria Elizabeth Burns, Jamie Forty, Emily Folger, and Jessica Castro, with a guest appearance by Christian Pineda. Sound design, editing, and mixing by Finn Nelson and Owen Thornton. Heinous Investigations spooky theme song written and arranged by Jordan Castro with instrumentals by Lucas Urbina. Promotional media editing by Tom Velick. Have questions for us about this podcast? Feel free to follow us on Instagram at wildly underscore productions, Tumblr at wildly productions, Twitter at wildly product one, and Facebook at wildly productions, and shoot us a message on our latest post. Or subscribe to Wildly Productions on YouTube and comment on our latest episode. And most importantly, don't forget to check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash wildlypods for all kinds of fun bonus content and the chance to help us keep this podcast train rolling. Happy investigating! <laughs>